Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Um, we are going to, this week is going to mimic last week in that starting with the NFC East, we're going to preview all, you know, review all four draft classes in each respective division in the NFC like last week, we'll have Twitter Thursday on Thursday. And I urge you to go back and check all those out. So we are starting in the NFC East. And we're going to start with Dallas Cowboys. Um, I thought they did well overall. I mean, clearly, they addressed their past defense first and foremost. I mean, if you look at this, their first six picks, with the exception of Ryan Switzer in the fourth round, they were all defensive backs or their first-round pick, Taco Charlton, a defensive end. And their first three picks were all corners or Charlton. I mean, and their secondary was hit hard in free agency. And their pass defense wasn't a strength last year, you know, especially their pass rush. So I understand it. And I think overall it was a quality draft. I mean, obviously it was a, a draft with intentions in mind. I mean, they had a plan. My qualms, and they're minimal, are I'm just not that big of a Charlton believer. And at 28, I thought there were better prospects, better football players on the board. Um, But I get it. I mean, in an extremely deep defensive back draft, they probably wanted to get the pass rusher first and the defensive back second. Uh, The guys I like better on the board mostly were defensive backs. And there's probably about five of them I preferred to Charlton uh, when the 28th pick rolled around. Couldn't you maybe bump down seven, eight picks? But I, I see what they like in the guy. I mean, he is a big-bodied, long, the chandler Jones comparisons. I, I understand he's good against the run. I'm sure Marinelli's going to turn him into at least a quality player. Some of the things I don't love about him were, I thought he was surrounded with phenomenal talent in Michigan and probably could have done more with that. Sort of a one-year wonder. And in today's NFL, you know, with his dimensions, I want to look at that player and say, I can immediately put him at defensive tackle on throwing downs against a guard, and I like his chances of creating mismatches, a la Michael Bennett. And I don't really see that with him. So I think he's a 4-3 defensive end all day long. And again, it fills a need. He'll help with the run game, too. He doesn't have to come in and immediately help. They have some other guys there. Um but it wasn't wouldn't have been my pick, and I understand it, but I get it. A woozier in the second round, though, I love. Same with Jordan Lewis in the third, and I, I I'm pretty doubt into you know thinking that the Steelers, whose draft room or you know, building I was in, I was not in their draft room, would have jumped all over a woozier right after if he wouldn't have been scooped up right before they picked. He is a tough physical corner. Uh, ideal in the slot, blitzer, take on guy, good against the run, size, 
Um, but I also think he can project outside, which is going to be important, especially after the drafting of Lewis, who I see mostly as a slot corner. Smaller build, really good football player, though, too. I mean, these two guys are immediate help at a need position. I love both picks. Lewis only lasts till the 92nd pick because he has allegations over his head right now. And um, so take that as you will. You know, I mean, it, we'll see how that works out for him. Um, but these two, I think, are high-quality football players that help the, the Cowboys out immensely very early on. Um, I don't know a ton about Xavier Woods and Marquez White. They're both six-rounders at defensive backs, too. Woods is a safety from LSU, White's a corner. But Switzer in the fourth round, <laughs> obvious Cole Beasley comparisons, um, very quick, productive, returner, excellent after the catch, pure slot guy, the prototypical, stereotypical um, guy in the NFL now of his dimensions and skin color and all those things, and he fits the mold. I thought he'd go a little earlier than this. I guess my reservation here is can Beasley and Switzer be on the field together? You know, or is he only Beasley Insurance? If he's only Beasley Insurance, then I don't like it as much, you know, because he doesn't get his jersey dirty all that often. So, and lastly, Noah Brown in the seventh round is a much different type of wide receiver from Ohio State. The missed last year because of injuries. Definitely more of a perimeter player, but there's a lot of ability there. It wouldn't shock me if he makes a team or even if a year or two he's pushing Terrence Williams for snaps. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. I think that is you know very, very feasible. So overall, I like Dallas's draft. I mean, certainly had a a plan in mind. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Fittings on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. The next one to discuss is the New York football Giants. And I thought they did very well. And all their picks make sense to me. They only made, what, six of them here. But let's talk Evan Ingram for a while. I mean, first of all, Ben's offense derives from the Packers' offense. And the Packers have been looking for the Jermichael Finley replacement for some time. They sort of found it in Jared Cook. Uh, They just gave Martellus Bennett big money. And the Giants' tight end situation was amongst the worst and least productive in the entire league last year. That needed to change. In the meantime, they went and they signed signed Brandon Marshall. And an extreme highly percentage of the time, the Giants were in 11 personnel. One running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. You assume that's going to continue with three wide receivers on the field, but now it's Marshall, Shepard, Beckham. Wow. You know, that's great. And Marshall brings a, a an element that this receiving core hasn't had. Size, physicality, 
move the chains, blocker, um, go up and get in the red zone. So, again, I love Engram. He's he's closer to I've said this before to you guys. He's closer to Brandon Marshall than he is to Mark Bavaro. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, you could consider him a big and still athletic wide receiver. He's great after the catch. He's a very good route runner. He can stretch the seam. You can align him all over the formation. So I like the player a lot. And you've got to think now that not only are those three receivers, but a running back, most likely Paul Perkins, who's not the biggest guy either, and you know more of a, has some receiving skills as well, and Ingram are most likely going to be your five skill position players for Eli Manning who worries me as a player. And I think Eli loves this, though, because somewhere pre-snap, he's going to find one or two matchups to his liking with that amount of skill talent on the on the field. So this all sounds wonderful, right? It does, except for the Giants' offensive line's bad, especially a tackle, really bad. And of those five skill position players... The big wide receiver, Brandon Marshall, is the only one that can block out of a paper bag. You know, so at some point, blocking is important in this game, and the Giants are not going to do it well. I mean, I'm convinced of that. They're not going to block well. Can they get around that with scheme and getting the ball out quick and making more college-like spread, you know, find a mismatch, get it out of Eli's hand? Maybe, you know, because I think he's a little bit of a dwindling passer. But his mind is still sharp, and he's great pre-snap, and he should be able to move all these guys around. It'll be interesting, but the blocking's not going to be there. Um, so, along those lines, I'm going to skip to their last pick, uh, Adam Biznawadi, who is a 200th pick overall. Out of pit. He out of pit. Um, but I watched him more than I did most players during the regular season, then, of course, during the process. Um, to me, that's pretty good value in the sixth round, in that he's a guard or a tackle, I don't think he's a great player at all, but I think he'll play for the Giants. So, good enough. I mean, I think he's the type of guy that will find his way on the field at one of those four spots. Will be kind of hard to get off the field considering the lack of talent they have around him. And when he is on the field, you won't be super happy about it, but he's the best you got. And you'll always be trying to replace him if he's a starter. But considering what they have and how late they you know, waited on offensive line, which I don't condone. I think that was a good pick. So let's stick with offense. With the third round, they took Davis Webb. And you guys know I'm not a Webb fan or believer. But that's when comparing him to the first round guys. You know, like, hearing him as a first round prospect kind of made my stomach turn. Like, this is not a first round player. But at the 87th pick overall, kind of like I talked to the Steelers with Dobbs, is... Okay, you know that he has starter traits. He's not going to be asked to do to see the field for quite some time, hopefully. He could be Eli's successor. He could be. You know, I mean, that, that, again, that's not crazy talk. If he ends up having a Derek Anderson career, that's still worth the 87th pick. If, he's, if he starts 15, 20 games in his career out of necessity or long enough to find out that he's not the answer, but last 10 years and, you know, is a backup, that's still worth a third-round pick. I guess the argument is 
hey, the Giants are in it to win it now. They're a good football team. Did we have to do this now? I think it's worth it. I, I condone this pick, even though I don't love the player and don't think he'll ever be a franchise quarterback. But it could happen. To get him this late, I'm cool with. Um, just because Eli scares me. I mean, Eli scares me. Gallman with the 140th pick, also I think is good value. A very different back than Perkins. Uh, the talk of LeGarrette Blunt to New York has cooled after this pick. That makes sense. Um, not a great athlete. Runs hard. Many varied opinions on Gallman. Some people see him as a top five back in this class. I don't. Um, I think he's kind of pedestrian, but isn't going to hurt him. I think he's better than Andre Williams. You know, that's not super high praise. So, I think he'll be an immediate compliment to Perkins, but not the answer. But you get him late in the fourth. So, okay. You know, I'm fine with that. They made two picks on defense. Already a very good defense. Avery Moss will be brought along slow as an edge pass rusher from Youngstown State. Possible practice squad guy. They always value four, three players, pass rushers. You know, that they invest in defensive line. So, in the fifth round, great. That's, you know, their type of guy. Bring him along slow. The second-round pick, Dalvin Tomlinson from Alabama, is also very interesting in that you lose Hankins, and there are some similarities from Tomlinson to Hankins, you know, that both those guys are going to give you more pass rush than a Snacks Harrison. Um, having two big-bodied, best-at-nose tackle defensive linemen worked very well for the Giants last year. It didn't work great for Hankins in that Hankins was a nose tackle asked to play three technique, which wasn't the best use of his skills, which I think is also going to be the case with Tomlinson. But maybe the Giants don't care, you know, that we don't care that this isn't the ideal technique to line you up in on most downs, but it worked for us last year. We don't invest squat in our linebackers, so we want two beefy, talented dudes to eat up lockers keep the rest of our, you know, very talented defense free with the exceptional linebacker. So it works. I mean, I, I get it. I would think that the defensive line doesn't really skip a beat, at, you know, with the this type of move, a Hankins to uh, Tomlinson, who's very NFL-ready uh, situation. So I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm cool with it. It, it makes sense. But again, I'm always going to keep coming back to there wasn't a guard or a tackle you could have used. You know, I mean, just to totally, like I said with Cincinnati, I mean, to, to totally ignore the offensive line to me is playing with fire. All right, two more teams to discuss, Philly and Washington. Uh, both drafts I liked a lot. We'll start with the Eagles. They come first in alphabetical order. Derek Barnett at 14. It's a pretty nice pick. You know, we, we talked about this a lot where, Teams that don't blitz a lot and play a lot of zone are going to put more value in the pass rushers. That's the Eagles they want to rush for, and now they have a very formidable defensive line. Uh, Barnett didn't test well, but his tape shows a very good athlete to me. I mean, that was highly more productive than Miles Garrett, you know, in the same conference, the best conference in, in all the land. Uh, he can bend the edge and shows athleticism to me in that way. He has some quick twitch to him. I think he immediately bolsters their pass rush and makes it very formidable. I think it's a great pick. I think it's a great pick. I couldn't believe he lasted the 14. 
So, man, I mean, the Eagles get exactly what they're after, even though it probably wasn't their number one need. I mean, corner was certainly their number one need. But they didn't ignore corner. I mean, with the second and third round, they took Sidney Jones and Russell Douglas. Jones might be the best corner in this entire draft. I mean, we know why he fell. It's an Achilles injury. It's a bad one. It happened his pro day, so it happened very late in the process. Maybe he doesn't play a snap for you in 2017. Maybe he's never the same player. Um, I do know close to a fact that many teams did not would not have considered using a second or third round pick on Jones. The Eagles team doctors obviously disagree. And the Eagles team doctors know a lot more about Achilles tendon injuries than I do or you do or probably you do. Maybe some of you out there know more than I do. But man, if he hits, if you get the best corner in the draft, or second best corner, or, you know, right top of the, you know, a top 15 pick all day long, a guy you might probably would have taken at 14 over Derek Barnett with your second round. Man, this team can be good. I mean, even if he doesn't play next year, or maybe he only plays the last month of the season, or playoffs, or who knows. Um, they backed that up with Russell Douglas, a very big corner. And again, if he's playing a lot of off coverage and zone, and there's a really good pass rush there, that some of his movement limitations won't be exposed, come up, tackle, be physical, play the ball in the air, bang around some with some man coverage at the press position, and your, your, your pass rush is getting home, and you can drop seven in the coverage, uh, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, I, I really like what the Eagles did with the first two, you know, first two days' worth of picks on defense. Obviously, to address their pass defense, like we talked about with Dallas, but in a different manner. Or, well, similar manner, but, you know, they, it, a more effective manner, in my opinion. I mean, potentially, especially on Jones. Matt Collins is very interesting. A big downfield receiver, really good size, good speed, build-up speed. Uh, he probably won't take many snaps on offense immediately, but Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey are both only signed for one more year. You know, So he could be the big Jeffrey type or maybe even the downfield Smith type. Not as quick, not as, as fast as Smith, but he's considered an exceptional special teamer. So... If that keeps him in the lineup during his rookie season and he gets thrown into games here and there, maybe by year two, he's a productive player of the offense. So, great pick. You know, I, I got no problems with that at all. Um, the other one, Donald Pumphrey, highly productive, a munchkin running back. Um, everyone's going to say, oh, he's the next Darren Sproles. He goes to Philadelphia and he's going to learn from Sproles. I don't think he's the same style, though. He's not as low or as thick or as bowling ballish or as pinballish. Pinball more than bowling ball in Sproles' is, is, you know, uh, description. Near, not nearly the receiver. Not going to run those kind of routes. I'm sure that Sproles will be a positive influence on him. But if I'm the Eagle, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Pumphrey doesn't see hardly any action this year or just returns kicks or. You know, it plays a lot in the preseason and ends up on practice squad or something. Especially, and this isn't what we're talking about, but to me, the Eagles need to be on the horn for a running back. And there's some out there that I think can be had. Mark Ingram, Jeremy Hill, who I don't really like. Carlos Hyde, who I do really like. Maybe Yeldon or Ivory. There's probably even two or three more that, if I'm the Eagles, I think I'm. I think this team's in win now mode, and I think this team can win this division. 
I probably am going to pick the Eagles to win this division. You know, spoiler alert. Sorry, Cowboys fans. Um, but I really like where this team's going. You add Ingram or Hyde or even Yeldon to this backfield, you know, that's that kind of completes the puzzle to me. Um, last guy I want to mention, though, is Nate Gary, uh, safety from Nebraska. Good football player. Of course, he's going to make his bones on special teams, um, but he might be more than that before long. Not really. A, he's kind of blocked, though, for now. So maybe you see him in some big nickel situations. Okay, you know, a dime. Um, but a quality pick for where they got. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. The last team to discuss, Washington Redskins. I also like what they did. Their run defense has been a major problem. Um, they go back-to-back Alabama dudes and back-to-back-to-back defensive players. Spend all their first and second day picks on Defensive end, outside linebacker, corner. Um, Allen is a defensive end. Jonathan Allen, Alabama, is a defensive end in their base 3-4. Doesn't exactly remind you of Richard Seymour or Aaron Smith, but we'll get it done. Great with his hands. He's great on tape. He's not a good player on tape. He's great on tape. Didn't have a great combine, that's for sure. Has some medical, but is probably their best defensive lineman right now. I mean, right now, without even even seeing him in a Redskins jersey before. Um, and then the key is on throwing downs. He kicks inside and is going to wreak havoc there too. So to take him at 17 might be the second best football player in this draft. I just don't know how you argue with that. And it's a need position. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I thought this was a little early for Ryan Anderson in round two, but I get it. I mean, he's a very stout, heavy-handed, productive, tough edge guy in their 3-4. He's going to be an outside linebacker. Just isn't real twitchy, not real sexy as a pass rusher. But they got some other dudes, and, you know, they've used guys like Trent Murphy and have even moved Murphy inside. And um, Preston Smith, they have some size there. Their, their run defense is a problem, and I think Anderson will secure the edge, make running outside difficult, won't hurt them. You know, he's probably a four or five sack a year type of guy, though. Maybe helps on special teams immediately, too. You would think he certainly has that type of temperament. So I got no problems with it, except I thought it was a little early for a guy that is never probably going to be a consistent double-digit sack guy or bend-the-edge guy or, you know, a super athlete. Fabian Moreau with the 81st pick overall could pay off really well for them. Um, coming off an injury, a little birdie also told me it's not just his peck, but it's his foot that has people worried as well. Um, but great size. Doesn't need to be thrust into the lineup right, right away. But if he does hit and he's your... Number two, opposite Josh Norman and guys like Breland um, become a three. 
you got size, you got tenacity at the corner position. I think that's intriguing. I think that's real intriguing. Maybe he's even a free safety. You know, I think that's not crazy talk. They need a free safety type. You know, they got the Cravens type, and I don't just don't trust D'Angelo Hall. This team still has problems up the middle of their defense, but I don't have a major qualms at all with these picks. And Allen and Moreau, both to me were really good value. Where Anderson was a little bit of a reach. Um, P. Ryan in the early fourth round. I don't love him, but I think this is fine. In that, he might be their best running back. You know, he might be the day once the opening day starter at running back. I mean, to to go past Matt Jones, maybe he doesn't even make the team, or maybe they trade him for a bag of footballs, or Rob Kelly, who's a nice story but doesn't catch the ball. He's pedestrian. Not that P. Ryan's a great receiver, but I would like to see what he would have done at Oklahoma, especially from a receiving standpoint, if Mixon were not there. I think P. Ryan is probably the most talented back on this Redskins roster right now. Uh, they have a good line. Um, despite not showing it all the time on the field, I do think that they need to run the football and they know this to protect Cousins or maybe protect next year's quarterback who might be, you know, first round pick or whatever. So if you're having an, installing a running game there is very important. I don't know a ton about Monte Nich- Nicholson, another defensive back. I do think he's more strong than free though, in terms of free you know, safety types. Jeremy Sprinkle is a two-way tight end at Arkansas that has some ability. Um, I know some people are really high on Josh Harvey Clemens, uh, defensive back from from Louisville. I think he has some off-the-field issues, but he has a lot of size too, also sort of in that Cravens mold. Be interesting how that all shapes out with playing time. And then the last guy I wanted to mention too, Robert Davis was a spark freak from Georgia State. Maybe he starts out as a returner. There's some upside there for sure. They can bring him along slowly with the state of their receiver position. And Chase Rollier from uh, Wyoming. To center, but he can also play guard. Center has not been a strong suit for the Redskins for a while. And this is a this is a guy I actually learned about through Pro Football Focus. Graded really, really well for them. So good football player that maybe comes in and makes noise right away on the interior line, preferably at center. So that's a name to keep an eye out for. So, all right, that's a wrap. We will do AF or NFC North tomorrow. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.